Croeso Paub, welcome to the next in this series of podcasts about social value from the Wales Cooperative Centre, social value in construction. My name's Sean Lloyd and I'm joined in conversation by Adam Cox, social value consultant at Wales Cooperative Centre. Hi Adam. Hey. And also Mike Little, social value manager at construction group Morgan Sindel. Hello Mike. Hi. In our first podcast, I think we really got a sense, didn't we, of what social value is, why it's important, and who really should be thinking about it. And we also heard that it does bring tangible change to communities. So also for organisations engaging in the public sector and tendering social value has also become vitally important to securing new business. We heard a bit about that in the first podcast. So let's dig a bit deeper here and look at social value in construction. Mike... What part does social value play in your industry? Increasingly a much larger part, actually. Um, In Wales, we're very fortunate. Social value has been quite prevalent in Wales for a a good few years. Um, But it runs through everything. Um, Construction is all about changing lives. And social value is all about changing lives. So it really does run through everything we do. And how do you see that? Um... On a day-to-day, or I mean, on a day-to-day is, is very different. It depends who we're dealing with. I mean, we work with clients who, who have projects that they need to deliver, and, and we need to um, deliver that in the best way possible to time to budget, and we hear all of that. But they they've got lots of pressures from Welsh government um, and other local authorities to just make sure that they're not just investing in bricks and mortar. But it's a massive investment then in that local economy and in that local community. So we've got to help them deliver in that. So we, we work with people that are unemployed. We work with people that may be ex-offenders or um, we work with school pupils raising aspirations. So any walk of life, construction does really touch that. Adam, how would you sum up social value in construction? Um, I think there's, uh, there's some good practice and there's some standard practice which uh, um, is, the, is, is true of, of most industries, really. Uh, social value in construction. When, um, in a previous life, I worked for Newport City Council in uh, community regeneration, and at the time we were involved in a new school being built, uh, a Welsh-speaking school, which actually my daughter was going to be attending. And I remember Mike came to see me um, personally to say, we've got our standardised responses that we generate but what we want to do is work more locally, as he's just articulated now, with the community. We want to find out exactly what social value means to Newport City Council, for instance, and then the localised area where the school was being built. Um, and for me, that, in essence, speaks to what uh, really good practice social value in construction is. It's understanding on a granular level what's happening on, in the areas and what's happening uh, to make positive change and not just suggesting really good um, paper-based social value, but actually delivering on-the-ground operational social value. Um, in the construction sector itself, I would it's probably the driving force where m- many of the, uh, the positive change changes come in. It's uh, a billion-pound industry in, in Wales in the next 10 years alone, I think. Um, I'm sure Mike can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, uh, it offers a lot of scope. There's a lot of finance involved in, um, in construction, which in turn drives the need to, to do things a little bit differently. Um, Mike has said, you know, that social value is, um, is, is becoming more prevalent there um, and there's more, uh, there's more that can be done. However, there's, uh, there's already a lot goes on, which is really great. 
Does it go beyond contractual obligations then? Um, yeah, of course. I mean, most most firms like to use a local supply chain. They like to use local labour. Um, but I think where I start to think slightly differently is that if they didn't use local supply chains and local labour, who would they use? So it's understanding really where, uh, as, a, as a practitioner in, within social value, and you know, I can push organisations like Morgan Sindel uh, and other large construction companies to, to just do things slightly outside of the parameters of their normal operating practice, um, you know, to, to engage potentially with more social businesses where there may be, may be gaps in the supply chain that they could fill, to look at, uh, you know, not just... Uh, training and apprenticeship opportunity but is there a need on the ground um, and yeah so we're just trying to to do things slightly differently but also comply with contractual obligation in that regard do you feel you're pushing against a, a bit of an open door here as well though yeah look there's no there's no surprise that mike is here today with me He's, i've worked with mike um both directly and indirectly when i used to work for a construction firm myself um and he's always been uh, very innovative and, and almost sector leading in his approach. You know, there's never a no, but there is sometimes a, a, a relatively healthy debate and conversation around what can be achieved. Um, an open door, uh, I wouldn't say so all the time because they, you know, they're a, they're a large employer locally, um, nationally, and they have um, obligations to the, you know, to, to their staff um, and their, their supply chain as it is. Where I get my foot in the door is trying to just show where they can supplement that with the use of, for instance, social businesses or using like the Wales Cooperative Centre as a, as a centre for, for knowledge, localised knowledge around uh, certain areas of Wales. So they're, uh, they're always ajar, um, you know, and sometimes it's just uh, how many feet I get in before, before my cracks. <laughs> Mike, what does Morgan Sindel get out of social value, a group like yours? I think... Um, on, on a selfish level is, is repeat business and, and a great um, a, a great sort of name in, 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 in the industry um, but yes there are contractual requirements and yes we have to meet those contractual requirements because if we didn't we wouldn't get that work um, you know at the end of the day we are a business so yes we've got to make money for our shareholders and stakeholders and everything like that but Increasingly, companies like ours do see the value of delivering social value in an area that we're working. And I think the understanding varies. So sometimes Adam touched on um, using a local supply chain. Well, that just makes really good business sense. Why would you use a company that needs to deliver material from hundreds of miles away when you've got one on your doorstep? It just makes good business sense. But then when you then explain that to the procurement team that are arranging that, well, actually what you're doing is you're investing locally in those businesses that you would use anyway. Then there comes a bit more understanding of, well, actually, yes, we are delivering social value. Quite often, people with my title, when you talk about social value, think, well, that's your job. Because my job is a quantity surveyor or my job is a project manager or, or various others. But actually in everything they do, they're helping towards delivering that social value just, just in the jobs that they do. And so then it's, it's building up on that understanding then. 
So do you find that you are having to, I don't know, educate people, inform people about social value? I and mean, we heard in, in our earlier podcast about it still being at the kindergarten stage. Would you agree with that? Yes and no, I think. Um, different, different businesses and different parts of industry have a, a varying level of understanding. Um, could we do more? Yes. Could we learn more? Of course. Um, I do think um, certainly Morgan Sindel and other, other main contractors out there have a really good grasp on what social value is and I think certainly in Wales, Wales really is leading in the country in my opinion because we've had contractual requirements for 15-20 years um, and so it's not new to us anymore and so the contractual things, some companies will look at what do I need to do, I will hit that. Other companies will say, okay, well, what can I bring that's a benefit to that community and make those work for the targets that we need to achieve? So kindergarten stage, I think, for construction, not, not particularly. I think we're a little bit further along than that. That's interesting to hear. Adam, how do you want the construction industry to see it, I guess, not as a tick box exercise, I would guess? No, I'm very much... The, the, uh, with anything, there's, there's good practice and there's standard practice. Um, I don't, I'm conscious I'm not saying bad practice because I don't think there's anyone out there that specifically doesn't want to do some good. It's just how that gets shaped. And for, for a very long time within, within my role within social value, specifically in construction, and not so much now, it was referred to as social value was referred to as the fluffy stuff. So it was the sponsoring the football team, it was painting the community centre, it was moving the, the piano from the community centre to the new building. It was, it was very much um, light touch. And then roles came about like Mike's where they started to really shape their understanding, bringing in resource to, to actually do some real good around um, training, about staff retention, about new apprenticeship opportunities. And it's great, but... My, my bounce back to that would be that's now become standard. Lots of organisations, huge contractors, all offer a, what I would say maybe is a standard suite of opportunities around targeted recruitment and training. You'll hear this term about person weeks. There's a, a 52 standard person week for an apprentice and some people push that up to 64, 65 weeks, 70 weeks. And it just becomes that numbers game as we talked about in the introductory podcast. And where Mike and I have lots of conversations around that local supply chain. We don't want, as, as social value practitioners and as the Wales Cooperative Centre, we don't want that local supply chain to be negated at all. But what I want the conversation to be is, you buy all your timber from a and other timber merchants. However, there's a social business in the same area that can supply one of those products. Is there a conversation to be had that you buy 95% from that local, local timber merchant still? you offset 5% of that to the, to the local social businesses who, who supports and employs three or four people with uh, learning disabilities. They, um, they employ two or three ex-offenders. And by you giving them 5% of that contract enables them to support those in, in greater ways. And yeah, you know, construction isn't in the kindergarten stage, but it's it maybe the university level now where the, the challenges and the, the, the learning um, and the the process is a little bit more challenging and they have to be a little bit more, uh, smarter and a little bit uh, more coy, really, in, in how they achieve these social value asks. 
So is that quite exciting, though, for you, that the fact that they you know, could be taking it to another level? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, it's client-driven, so you know, when they're building schools or hospitals and infrastructure, it's client-driven. So a lot of the time, um, and I can say this, maybe Mike can't, there's, there's a standard sort of set of requirements that are asked of, of various, um, various contractors around what can you do. And it's based around targeted recruitment and training or working locally and 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 then there's a there's an answer that which suits that guys like mike and companies like morgan sindel are like yeah we can do that that's no problem but we can also offer you this which is that five percent uh, you know supply uh, social supply chain usage or looking at in more really deeper dive detail um or you know organizations and, and community groups that really need support for where a particular build is it's really exciting but it's trying to get the clients to give value to the added social value that uh, that is being offered and i think that's the challenge that is the challenge at the moment is that that the industry is innovating um and those innovations are fantastic and there's lots more innovation now going around um, carbon reduction and sustainability in the environment but we have to hit those standard suite of targets and sometimes the innovation that the industry is is creating doesn't necessarily fit into the targets that we have so then it's understanding well how do we report that meaningfully mm-hmm. um, so that you understand that there is additional value being created by those actions um, and so i think as as the industry is now innovating and and growing and, and developing further that's where our client base kind of, I wouldn't say need to catch up, but they need to be a bit more aware of that and, and, and discuss those with us a little bit more. And what I suppose, Mike, as well, knowing exactly what is happening at community level, sometimes you need people to actually tell you, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think sometimes our clients are the experts in that community, um, and some of them grasp that and they will say brilliant we've got a resource that you can um, engage with that can point you in the right direction because if you think we're going into a, a, a community in Cardiff or we're going into a community in Swansea or Bridgen we're not the experts in that community we're experts in what we do we can we can build what they want us to build um, and we can deliver social value in that area but they understand the particular need in that particular area and sometimes clients can articulate that to us and sometimes they can't so that's where relationship building comes in and additional um, sort of contacts to be made and things like that. So how do you think things could be improved on? Um, That's a really tough question because that would almost mean that I've, I've got the answer and, and I don't think anybody has. I think everybody wants the best. Everybody wants to deliver value for the communities that we're working in. And as I said at the start, for me, social value is about changing a life. And if we can be a part of changing someone's life in however small or large that part may be, then for me, we've done our job. Um, and it's all about doing that in a worthwhile manner. Now, how we can improve it, I don't know. I think more conversations need to be had. I think Welsh Government could talk to industry more. Um, That's not to say they don't. There's no criticism here, but if Welsh Government talk to industry more to understand what the industry can offer, that may, um, I don't know, that may sway some change, perhaps. 
Um, and it's all about, Adam talked about numbers, it's understanding what do the numbers mean, mm-hmm. you know? Put numbers out, they're brilliant. And construction is all about solving problems. So you put a target in front of a project manager, they will meet that target. But it's got to mean something. Um, and, and sometimes we don't really see the value in what that target is trying to achieve. So more conversation, I think, with, with between Welsh Government, local authorities, industry, um, to, to just get a better understanding of, 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 what, of what things mean to people. Now, Adam, do you think with the infrastructure plan, the pipeline, if you like, is there room for more social value, more opportunities there going forward? I don't think there's any need to put you know, more pressure on industry, um, you know, construction, public sector spending. You know, everyone's justified and everyone's accountable for what they're doing. I think there's just room for a little bit of innovation and, and sitting back and, and being, being willing to try something slightly different. The problem is we all like to take the path of least resistance and sometimes that just stops and stifles innovation. And, you know, if, if, if someone's promising to, to build a unicorn farm for you, you know that that's just absolutely not going to happen. If someone's offering to, you know, work with a local homeless shelter um, and potentially employ two or three people on a, on, a, on, a, on a job, on a construction job, yeah, that sounds really plausible. And I give very loose glib examples there of one which couldn't happen. Um, you know, unicorns are really difficult to track down these days. <laughs> and, um, Tell me when you find one. <laughs> and, and, you know, helping a, a very small homeless charity might not be worth the, the numbers and the gravitas in a, in a, in a tender response that, that wins you the job. Um, Mike and I share a common, a common theme really with, we say that you, know, you, you, you probably won't win a job based on your social value response, but you can damn well lose one. And I think that really stops sometimes the additional innovation within the industry from coming out. Sliding back on the numbers a bit, seeing of course we'll achieve this. However, just have a look at what we could possibly offer this local community where we're building a school. Adam, social value very much here to stay and to develop then into the future within this sector? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always been at the, it's always been sector leading construction um, with the delivery of social value, specifically in Wales, but also wider. Um, you know, just thinking now, we've, we, we've got some opportunities to build spaceports in, in Wales before long. You know, the skill sets required to work in that industry, we're not even thinking about at the moment, and probably rightly so. But driving, out, driving up levels of you know, STEM-based learning attainment, um, you know, not just to work in, in, in the space race, but to, space race in the space industry, but to work in construction is necessary. Mike said there about you know, technicians and digital skill sets. They're things that you know, the industry could be planning for now, and I'm sure they are. But from a social value perspective, it's almost like we said in, in the first podcast about doing things today that you might not initially see a direct benefit for today. Uh, but adds value to tomorrow, and I think that's really important when we when we think about the the digital sector, how construction is moving forward. I just think it, if if you're a, a business, you're probably doing something yeah, towards yeah. social value, and you may not even realise it. The amount of subcontractors I talk to who have a brilliant apprenticeship um, program, for instance, and every year they might take one or two apprentices on every single year. And then when we talk to them about how are you going to help us deliver social value, they have no clue. And it's only through discussions that I find out they've got this apprenticeship programme 
that's brilliant, but they don't realise there's anything to do with social value. So, um, yeah, there's a bit of education here, but I just think if, if you're a business and you're doing something, tell the company that you're working for, tell your main contractor, tell your client, just tell people what you're doing. If there's an opportunity that you can offer for a young person to even spend a week in your business, shadowing somebody, finding out about what it is you do, then offer it. It doesn't cost anything. Social value doesn't have to cost anything other than time and a willingness to provide it. Sometimes it does, of course, but it doesn't always have to do that. I think if you're a young person listening to this, then you just need to ask questions, speak to teachers. When visitors come in, listen to what they've got to say. Um, do your very best that you possibly can in school, um, like I didn't, you know, um, because the, the best you do in school, it obviously gives you more opportunity. Um, I just think you've just got to tell people what you're doing. Thank you so much, both of you, Adam and Mike, for sharing your insight and great expertise on that. Um, in our next podcast, we'll be discussing social value in housing and the can-do approach. So I hope you can join us for that one. Hoi la goodbye.